Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel. My name is Joe, and with me today I have the man who knows every song by the American band Butthole Surfers, Nick. Nick yes, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, they have. Uh, they had the first song they ever wrote was a song called um, "Banana Strawberry." Um, uh, do you want me to just keep going? Like, uh, like the, the next one was Mr. Jones. Um, the one after that was um, uh, a song called American Pie. After that was um, Freak on a Leash. Um, uh, the Real Slim Shady was next. Do you want me to just keep going? Oh, I, I, think, I think you're getting confused with the band and like just a-hole people in general. But like some of those people aren't that bad. I think you're just a little angry. No, no, this today? is a no. The butthole servers had all these songs. They've uh, they've always been this way. They've always uh, they're like the greatest band in in the history of the world. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> there was a reasoning for this because uh, I had re I had a long while ago gave uh, gave Nick here a wonderful uh, mouse pad uh, to celebrate his um, acceptance into anime. And then he immediately uh, got embarrassed and could not display his wonderful mouse pad for the world. Um, so I'm ex still expecting retribution on that. And we will see one day when uh, when he decides to, like, you know, uh, probably burn down my house or something. I think it's more fun he to hold you a little in, extreme. I think it's more fun to hold you in suspense. Uh, suspended terror is uh, I think that's probably the better the better route for a while. And just when the terror begins to to ebb, that's when that's when I'll strike. I host a podcast with you every two weeks, so uh, I, I figure it's it's terror enough as is. <laughs> um. <laughs> then my plan is working. Uh, yeah, uh, doing pretty good. Um, it's been two weeks. It's been fine. It's getting hot here. Uh, my air conditioner pretty much won't stop kicking on uh and uh yeah <laughs> it's life in texas yeah life in texas indeed um so no man it, on my end things are uh getting a little bit better weather wise out here we're finally having a dry a you know, dry patch so uh yeah it, it's been annoying to say the least when it comes to the weather i'm not looking forward to summer. I'm not a summer person. Uh, give me light jacket weather all time. 70s, I'm golden. Uh, you know, even 60s, I'm you know all the time. That's fine. I don't need to go to the beach. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Summer can be pretty rough. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to do in the summer, but it's also just too dang hot sometimes. Um, but it makes good weather for playing video games and uh, stuff like that. Yes. Uh, I mean. Were you were you allowed to play games when it was like sunny and shiny outside when That's you were a kid? Literally all I was allowed to do. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> my my family made that rule of like only if it rains. If it's sunny out, you can't stay in. So that was so I loved rainy days. That was like, dude, it's raining, score. Let's go and rent a game. That was the one time I was actually able to, allowed to go. I had to use my own money, but I didn't care. I was just like, yes, yeah, let's do this. I think there's some advantage to that. I think it's probably a good idea for for some kids, most kids, to have some limits. But I, I, I don't think 
I don't think I would say if it's sunny out, like you have to not be playing games. Uh, I think it's more like a part of the day you need to spend outside. You don't need to spend all day playing games, but but I wouldn't limit it to to anything. There's a guy, uh, Doctor K. He has a he has an Indian last name, so it's kind of hard to pronounce. Um, but he does videos on mental health and video games on YouTube, and he has a video. I, I didn't watch it, but but um, the it comes it comes to mind. He about um, it's about this. He, he basically says that um, that preventing your kids from playing games actually does more harm than good. Um, cause there's a lot of parents who are like no video games at all. And, uh, his, I think his point is like, you can't, you can't do that. Cause it, it just makes like, it's just an arbitrary thing and it doesn't, it just makes them want to play games more and just kind of damages them going forward. And I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, the, you know, uh, I, growing up, it was the consensus that video games would rot your brains, you know? And then the moment they started becoming remotely violent, like they're going to make everyone into serial murderers. Uh, so it was very much a, uh, uh, a world, you know, the world did not accept video games and it was just a child's toy, uh, for a very long time. So yeah, it's now it's, you know, you can have a legit argument of game is art, you know, but yeah, uh, then you can debate whether or not you think it is or whatever. But that's a de- that's a debate for a different time. Yeah, I think I think games and TV are uh, they're fairly similar. There's plenty of trash TV, trash movies, but there's some def- there's definitely some art out there that is film, um, and there's some really good TV shows that are uh, very artistic. And I think games are exactly the same. But you're right; that is um, a debate that will continue to be had across the generations all right well i forgot to mention that this is episode 44 um another dead pixel we are recording this slightly early uh because i have some family engagement stuff to do so i won't be here for the weekend um so yeah this is may 18th uh thursday hopefully this thing will be out uh probably saturday uh you know maybe a little early but you know that's only if you harass nick uh but by the time this comes out it'll already be too late uh, so you can then hate him for it afterwards uh he loves he loves hate he, he, it fuels him okay so. okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so we got a few things on the news docket so why don't you take it away with the big one yeah, so we have uh, some big things that happened this week on May 16th, uh, so two days ago as of this recording, on uh, Tuesday, I guess, there was a um, Overwatch podcast thingy. Um, I forget exactly what the show is called, but if you Google it, you'll find it pretty easily. But on this official podcast for Overwatch, um they brought on the games director, uh, Aaron Keller, and the games executive producer, Jared Naus. And um, they had them, uh, they basically talked about how uh, they were canceling a good bit of what Overwatch 2 had promised to have. Um, and uh, it was a, a fairly short conversation at the end of of the podcast there, but, uh, um, 
and it was somewhat awkward and a little bit mealy mouthed. But the the long and the short of it um, was they. Uh, I have my notes here. They there's a couple different things. There's there's story missions um, that they promised uh, for Overwatch Two. And uh, they're still planning to do those in season six, uh, which should be, I think, I think it's that's the fall. Um, but they also promised hero missions that seems to be cut completely. Uh, replayable co-op. Um, they're still planning to do it, but I didn't get an exact date or time period when they were going to do that. Um, leveling up heroes that's going to be cut. Um, the customizing abilities, the, the 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 talent trees that they that they promised, that has also been cut. Um, uh, there were a couple things that they promised back in 2019 um, in that original presentation that they have delivered on. I wanted to make note um, there was a new character named Sojourn that uh, came out um, two and a half years. Uh, um, after the the announcement of, of Overwatch 2, I think it was basically supposed to come with Overwatch 2, so that kind of makes sense. Um, but um, so they did make good on that, and then uh, there's a PvP mode push that got released. Um, it seems like that was also released along with Overwatch 2, and then there were six new maps um, that were released at the time of Overwatch 2. Um, so yeah, so uh, I'm not I'm not like a I'm not a big Overwatch player. Um, I think the gameplay is is good. It's a it seems like a good game. I played some of it. it. It's a good game, but it's not the kind of thing that I like to play. So it's it's I've tried it a couple times and it just doesn't really click for me. Um, so that's kind of why I seem to be a little bit out of the loop on on some of this stuff. But um, yeah, that's kind of the rundown of what of what was promised and what's been delivered and what's been cut. Um, and, uh, yeah, the community is not very happy about it. There's a lot of YouTube videos, obviously. Um, I haven't looked around on Reddit too much, but I don't imagine people are very happy. Basically, a lot of people are saying that these cuts pretty much defeat the purpose of having a two, um, at the end of the word overwatch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's more or less just the same game. Uh, now if, they like overhauled the engine massively or if they, you know, it's like they didn't, uh, it was really disappointing because the way they came into the idea of overwatch two and the way they were saying they hadn't convinced me from the start. I actually really liked overwatch one. Uh, I played it quite a bit for a while. Uh, never really good at it, but it was a lot of fun nonetheless. And I had a good group of friends who also played it on the regular, uh, you know, then eventually got to the point where uh, we you know, kind of dwindled down, stopped playing it. I'd only played during the special events just for the different modes that, you know, uh, they had in, uh, introduced, which was really nice. And the idea of having PVE, you know, the actual story mode campaign was, was really enticing. I also didn't really expect much from them because, I don't know, they just, like I said, the way they presented it seemed half-hearted. Um, I couldn't buy into the hype they were trying to sell. And when it came out, it stumbled uh, some of my friends started playing it and they of course got really angry like the most of the internet did with uh, the uh, the currency exchange and stuff like that to buy your outfits and 
you know the whole the whole bit so i just kind of gave up on overwatch 2 i i downloaded it and never once actually opened it uh so it's it's been a dead thing to me and you know it's, with this yeah i most definitely was not gonna like if they had created a fun campaign or interesting because their storytelling with the cutscenes with those trailers is phenomenal it was always really fun he's like yeah i really want more of that and if you can get flush out the world flush out the backstories uh with gameplay yeah everyone wins we're all happy but for some reason they've um you know not some reason i mean for them it doesn't it doesn't pay to do all this and so they're like yeah financially we're just gonna you know it's at least that's the feeling i get i didn't bother reading all this i just read the headline and i was just like yep totally checks out not surprising at all well when you start looking at the timeline it's just insane it's i mean you're talking about 2019 obviously they didn't know there was going to be a pandemic um but we're here you know you know overwatch 2 was released almost three years later um with nothing with well not nothing but very 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 little the six maps they should have i mean those could have been doled out um every you know six months or something like that i don't know what the math would be would work out but they would probably be able to dole those out over that amount of time pvp mode push they could have put that out pretty much any time the new character and the ones that have come after, they could have put those out any time, um, you know, just as they went. Um, so it, it's a it's it's baffling to me, you know. In 2019, when you when you announce this Overwatch two thing, and then don't give a date for release, it's a bad sign. Um, but to me, you you kind of got to have something pretty close to ready when you announce something like this i know a lot of times games don't but but it's just so stupid like it took you three years to do next to nothing i mean there's no there's no big changes here it's all it's all business as usual and the stuff that they are going to release like the story missions um and the co-op like one of those things should have been ready by you know october of last year so I'm just like, like, what were you doing? You know, and, and why did you announce this stuff in 2019? If there was, if there was no possible way that you were even close to ready. I mean, to, to me, you announce in 2019, you see, you see how this stuff goes and then you, and, and then you release in 2020, in 2020 or in, you know, 2021 maybe. Um, but to not do it until almost three years later and to, be completely half-assed at that. I mean, big time games are made in three years. Uh, it, it's, it's just, they were a, also trying to dodge lawsuits. <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, part. Um, are, you know, Activision, you know, like with all the higher ups and everything like that, there's going to be, uh, you know, it's just like, they've, they've suffered a lot on the back end. Oh, so you're talking uh, about like I'm, all of the, uh, all the sexual harassment lawsuits, you think that them fighting that with one hand, Blizzard is probably like, we can't really. They're, they're not, all hands are not on deck. Uh, and fair. it's not 100% commitment. Like I said, the way they threw together the concept or the, the way they pitched Overwatch 2 always felt half hearted. 
I mean, because if it was really uh, a true sequel of of sorts, that you know, you think they would just launch a whole new game. They would from the ground up. They can do a Call of Duty style, like, hey, we're building off the foundation, but also we're making enough changes to warrant having a new uh, setup and a new price point for everything. Uh, instead, they were like, yeah, it's it was it's always been. Like the idea of it has always been a Overwatch 1.5. You know, it's like it feels like more of a an old school expansion than it would have an actual a true sequel. Uh, so that's why. Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense to me is like that the, this is the company that's been doing expansions for 20 years to wow. You know, like why are you? I mean, I just I'm wondering what what uh, data they were seeing that was like, no, you need to release an Overwatch 2. Like, like to me, Overwatch has always been, the, the characters are so strong in that, and it was going to be, it was going to be a uh, an open world or a uh, an MMO in the first place, and they scrapped that. So, like, there's a lot of story there that the characters lend themselves to. To me, they needed to, to, to let Overwatch proper the shooting and the 5v5, 6v6 back then, but the 5v5 uh, arcade stuff, they needed to let that just continue to progress. They need to create a separate team to create a, essentially a single player experience or maybe like a co-op player experience and tell a story with maybe the top three most popular characters um, and then put that out, see how it does and then if it does really poorly or just okay, then you just say, okay, we're not going to do any more of that. We're just going to continue on with our slot machine, you know, shooter. Um, I think that would like, that seems like the obvious move to me, but maybe that just cost too many resources and they just didn't want to do any of that because this all seems just like low hanging fruit that they were trying to kind of grab with the b- budget that they had. It's like 35 million people play this game. Like, a lot of people are whales are spending tons of money. Like, I just don't understand. I mean, I guess the cinematics cost a ton of money, but I feel like since 2016, you could have been, you could have been doing something uh, on the side, storing up a war there's chest. Probably, there's probably a really interesting story of like all the stuff that's on the cutting room floor You're that never, right. it will never see the light of day. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, maybe in the future we get a, get a <laughs> well, good documentary. Some about of it, it saw the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> so but, yeah, all right then anyway. uh well that's i guess that's enough of that let's go on to the next bit of news what do you got so um a couple of things from nintendo from last week um switch sales down 22 percent uh last year um they're projecting it to uh continue to go down uh by 16 percent this year um that kind of makes sense um I'll just kind of go through some of these other stuff, thing, other things too. Uh, also, there's no new hardware for Nintendo planned um, till uh, next spring at the earliest. Um, and then um, Nintendo has also been kind of cracking down uh, on some emulators. They did a takedown of an emulator called Lockpick, and then they have a another emulator company related to lockpick called rcm lockpick or something like that i don't know um and then there's another emulator that shuttered itself after this news because they're like we're 
you know, the that there's too much heat and we're we're not going to get sued by Nintendo. So they just shuttered. Um, but anyway, uh, I, thought, I thought that the, the sales being down is probably a good thing. Um, the Switch has sold enough. They've made plenty of money. They've they've uh, they've proved, you know, they have a huge att- attach rate and all that stuff. Um, I think the so I think I think the switch sales being down is actually a good thing because it will um, it's likely to make them go ahead and move forward with what whatever new hardware they have. So we might actually get it by you know Christmas twenty four. Um, I would love to see it come out earlier. I think like a like a spring or summer release. I don't know why they would do that, but like a spring or summer release of new hardware would probably be easier on a lot of consumers because there'd be a lot of people who would kind of trickle in to buy that instead of everybody rushing out to grab it for the, the, as the hot toy for the Christmas season. And then, you know, half the country not being able to get it. Um, so they're going to do that anyways. They're going to limit production like they've done since the Wii and make it, you know, trickle it out and make you suffer the entire time. And, uh, anyone working at a video game retail store, something like that, or any retail store is going to hate their lives because they're stuck having to deal with a bunch of people being angry. Uh, yeah, I've been through that enough times and like the Wii and the switch, you know, they can, uh, yeah, I really dislike that. Uh, the way that's ever that's handled it's they've been yeah i was trying to be quite so blackpilled about it but you're probably right (laughs) i mean no matter when they release it they're going to throttle it down to you know 50 or 60 percent of what the actual demand is and um be kind of i mean the switch switch wasn't so bad it was kind of scarce for for a little while early on but it it cleared up it was pretty scarce for like a year was it really okay i I Uh, remember it, it wasn't like catastrophic apocalyptic levels the way the way the uh, the Wii was um and then no one bought the Wii U but uh I, I couldn't remember how how bad it was for Switch I just didn't remember it being super super terrible but you're probably right they're probably going to uh to to barely release it <laughs> and then we're all going to be scrambling trying to get it so um anyway it's good to keep an eye on that cuz even if cuz if they do try to release it um next spring then um it'd be good to go ahead and do a pre-order of something like that because if you don't pre-order it then you're probably not going to get it for way after you actually want to yeah i've you know i i'm kind of hit or miss about it i play I, I like the idea of the switch i just unfortunately don't play it nowhere near as much um no i got an you know i bought mine the i only bought mine kind of out of necessity like i happened to be in the states uh, i was unexpectedly going to be here for a longer period of time and all my all my consoles were back home and then i happened to be in a uh like at a, at a store and they happen to have them in i'm like oh they have like three of them in yes i'll buy one right now um you know it's at, i think i bought mine in may uh of was it 2020 um i'm trying to remember if that, yeah that sounds about right um uh, shoot no it wasn't that long it wasn't that late uh but anyways i bought mine the, the may after they had come out already so they had been out and sold out for like uh since like for six months or something like that at least and well i think they came out in september so yeah and i just remember like you can't find them anywhere it's really hard to get and then it wasn't until like later that summer 
uh, by like July, you could start seeing them a little more frequently. They'd still sell out, but you you're more likely to see it, you know, out in the wild. So until that point, I had not seen it seen it at all. So yeah, that's why I was like, it, and it did me good for the first couple months. I was like, yeah, I played a couple of really good games. Um, and the you know, then I the, a lot of the temple releases. You know, that's where I got kind of let down for like Animal Crossing. I was like, oh, Animal Crossing, I'll buy a whole new system, and that way me and my spouse can play, and it's going to be great. And then they're like, yeah, no, we're really going to make it really difficult to play multiplayer on this, and you know, like all this. I'm like. I'm like, you know what? Okay, cool. I'm not going to buy a second one. And in fact, I'm not going to buy that game. So yeah, I got really better about that. Yeah, but Nintendo. No, uh, overall, the Switch, is, the Switch has obviously proven to be a powerhouse. Um, the sales are only going to go down because not, you know, pretty much everyone and their mom already has it at this point. And unless if you're, unless if they're coming up with a small upgrade, like, oh, I want to buy the OLED version. Uh, I had a coworker debating that. They're like, yeah, do I want to buy it? I'm like, like, do you play it handheld a lot? They're like, no, I use it almost all the time on the TV. I'm like, then no. I mean, the only reason why you'd want to buy one is for that new uh, limited edition Zelda. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got a point. I'm like, oh, crap. I just made you spend uh, you the did. money, didn't I? <laughs> I just voiced it in the opinion. It was like, uh, well, I won't be surprised if he if I see him next week. And he's like, yeah, I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I fall into that that trap of wanting you know, the limited edition Switch or the limited edition Switch controller with the the Zelda, you know, paint splashed all over it. Uh, it's it's cool. I, I, I want it. But I'm also kind of like, well, I already have two. Um, and in reality, I don't really need that. And, and, and honestly, like, if you're going to spend that kind of money, you, you may as well just buy a really nice poster and a really nice frame and then you can actually enjoy that a lot more, a lot longer um, than a little bit of paint that's put on a switch on the back of a switch that you're going to play docked anyway. You know, it's it's uh, it's just one of those things. But um, you put in a, in here um, another thing kind of related to Nintendo. So I think we should go ahead and get it. Um, Legend of Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom. 10 million copies sold in three days. So uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, I don't think it really surprises anybody, but it's still Im impressive. Um, yeah. Uh, it's getting great reviews, obviously. Um, I'll just go ahead and say I have started playing it. I'm not going to really talk about it today. I'm going to play it for a while yet, but I'm about like probably 10 hours or so in. Um, and uh, it is... It is very good. I, uh, you know, it is very good in my opinion, but, um, yeah. So 10 million copies sold. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it's gotten a lot, you know, rave reviews across the board. Not that surprising. Uh, I think the surprising part is actually, it runs really smooth. It's really optimized for the system. It, actually uh, is, it was debatable yeah. because a couple more recent titles, uh, that have come out for the switch have, has been, uh, less than perfect, let's say, and you know they somehow made uh, this game as you know bigger and better and still run just as smooth. So that's really impressive on the technical standpoint. Uh, yeah, the same that same coworker I was just mentioning, uh, they were hyping, they were so excited about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. 
they like for the like multiple weeks prior just every day like dude it's coming out man it's coming out and, and they ended up going to the, like last minute they found a um or they way too late they decided to try to hunt down a um led or the collector's edition oh, no. and so they were actually able to like you know i'd give them suggestions i'm like okay there's stuff around here there's stuff like and then i'm like all right well check around your location they actually found one at a GameStop. Uh, we're still able to pre-order it like three days prior. I'm, when I'm like, because I told them like, you know what? They know if they have it in stock by now. Uh, they usually receive that inventory, you know, usually four or five days prior, and it, it'll be in a box saying "Do not open, street dated for you know whenever." Yeah. And so like they, so they know what the quantity is, and if they have available quantity, they'll still pre-order it to you. Uh, and yeah, he did. He pre-ordered it uh, like three days prior. Showed up for the midnight launch. Uh, went to work the very next morning. I ex- totally expected him to call in sick. Uh, he's just like, yeah. He's like, I already completed the first, uh, like the first dungeon. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, really? It's you know, you you're like, did you get any sleep? He's like, I got two hours. <laughs> I had two hours, and I had to drive an hour to work. So <laughs> it was just, um, dang. I mean, it's 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 funny because. I really don't want to talk about this game yet, but uh, so I won't say too much. But like the early part of the game, it takes a long time. Like um, it took me probably three, almost four hours. Uh, I did get kind of confused on this one part because I did it backwards. I kind of cheated um, and snuck up a, a thing that I wasn't supposed to be at yet. And I was like, what? So I was lost for about, I was lost probably, probably about 40, 45 minutes um, as to what to do. But that that opening area does take quite a while. Um, dang, he must have beelined it to the dungeon. Uh, I don't. Know. He must have. He, uh, I figure he probably played it for like four four hours, roughly uh, you know, three four hours. That's that's. I mean, maybe he's really good at games. I maybe I just suck really bad. But like, I feel like it'd be pretty hard to to get all the way because like because like the the first dungeon like you have to. Well, I don't know which dungeon he picked. He might have picked one of the. Maybe there's an easier one, but but the one that I picked, um, you have to spend a long time just getting there, um, and I don't see a an easier way around it. But I don't know. Maybe he skipped a lot of um of the uh, the the temples and the little the little things like that. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, no it, idea, man. I just know that he was, I've never seen someone as excited and as happy about it. He's not really, I wouldn't call him a really hardcore gamer, but he really does like, uh, he loved breath of the wild and, uh, quite a few of my coworkers did. And they, they've, it's been a hot topic for sure. I mean, uh, like I was, you know, I was playing, I, I bought it and started playing it and I was like, you know, this is good. And about, you know, about an hour, two hours in, I was like, you know, I got that, I got that Christmas morning feeling. I was like, dang, this is a Zelda game. And it is, it just has that, that, uh, that, uh, feeling to it. I don't, I can't really describe it, but, uh, but you're saying that you're saying as long as it's take, it took you, you haven't beaten the game yet. Uh, and like all the speed runs are like an hour and a half. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I I think you can just go straight into. Uh, I guess you can just go straight to Ganon's, Ganon's uh, or whoever's uh, hideout castle thing, um, pretty quickly. But I mean, getting, I imagine, I don't know. Like, I would like to see how fast 
those speedrunners beat it um, the very first time that they p- put their hands on it because, I mean, an hour and a, an hour and a half sight unseen. I, I think they're pr- they probably got they probably got the emulated version. They probably were looking through the code and they probably were like, oh, you can do this here, you can do this there, you can break this wall and and sneak around and that's what that's what they always do. They just they just they just break the game. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Don't be angry at their skills. <laughs> They're so skilled. They're so skilled. They're so cool. They did it first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's. I remember when uh, Breath of the Wild speed run happened, and like that was pretty awesome to watch, actually. And the you know the things that go involved. I'm like, you know that there is a level of difficulty uh, for sure, especially uh, Breath of the Wild having if you not if you haven't done the the four other like sub bosses or whatever. Uh, then you have to go through all them before you fight, you know, the final boss. And I'm like, oh, that's actually a neat, you know, gimmick or a neat twist on it, which, you know, I would have never known because I completed everything before getting to the final boss. And then, you know, it was a much easier time. Uh, but then to watch someone under level, underpowered, still be able to pull that off. I'm like, yeah, that that does take actually some effort, like quite a bit of effort and time. It, it is. Uh, it is really cool. I'm just jealous. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about the. Uh, I'll probably end up just watching the speed run for Tears of the Kingdom because I'm yeah, not going to get around to playing it anytime soon. You're not a big fan, and I, I will go ahead and say that it is, it is a better Breath of the Wild, and it, it it that's that's reductionist to say that it's Breath of the Wild, but if you did not care for Breath of the Wild, then this game is really probably very likely not going to change your mind. Um, mm. I'm more interested in what seeing what other people do with the game because due to that I I know that they have the building mechanics and I people are going to make some wild stupid stuff and it's going to yeah. be hilarious to watch. There's already a so, lot of articles about uh, online about different people doing different, you know, cool weird things. So so um you know, I I think that you're going to get your wish. I feel like it's going to be someone's like version of Kerbal Space Program and they're going to just see what they they can do in game. It, you know, it, the game does feel a little bit like um, Little Big Planet in that way, because uh, back in the day, that first Little Big Planet, um, I think it was the first one. Maybe it was the third one. I can't remember. Anyway, I remember playing that on PS3, and they had levels you could build, and then they had, like, you could make vehicles and stuff like that. And that was pretty cool. Um, they were always way too wonky and very hard to control. Uh, this game, it's... It's not as, it's, you can't really be as, it's harder to be creative, but the rules for the vehicles and them actually working um, as intended uh, are, are there. Th- those rules are there. So they, you can kind of uh, use that stuff a little bit um, more easily than you would think otherwise. So it's, it's pretty cool. There's I definitely, I'm going to try to get through a lot more of it and talk about it in a couple of weeks. Uh, but, um, yeah, anyway, very, very impressive, very impressive Nintendo. You did a very good job. Honestly, that's saying something nowadays with a lot of the games coming out, especially like on Microsoft's front. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say like way back when you were talking about, um, you know, you're impressed that it runs so well, you know, it's been four and a half years since the other one came out, uh, since, since breath of the wild came out. I'm kind of wondering if they've had this game ready for they've had this game finished for, you know, a while and they've just been polishing it and making sure that it's going to come out 
of the gate running amazing. Um, so they wouldn't have any egg on their face. Uh, cause you know, we did have an inkling of an idea that it was supposed to come out, you know, last year, or last Christmas, um, around that time. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they were like, we want to be game of the year and we don't know if we're going to be able to do that <laughs> with Elden Ring, uh, big release the same year. So maybe we'll just push it back and, uh, polish it up and, uh, ring in, uh, 2023 as our game of the year contender here. Cause it's gonna be pretty hard to beat. I don't, I don't know if there's maybe Diablo four can blow people's socks off. I doubt it. Um, but there's not too many other games that I, that are going to come out this year that I think have much of a chance at beating it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. You never know. Yeah. All right. And then you have one other news article about sales numbers. Yeah. We're talking about that. <sighs> more, more sales. Um, so this uh, one from last week to Jedi survivor launch sales are up 30% over fallen order. Um that's a good sign, I think. Uh, I only bring this up because I think the last time we may have mentioned that um, Jedi Survivor was already being discounted by 10% um, pretty quickly after launch. So people were saying that was not a good sign. And they might be right. Um, but um, because, uh, you know, this 30% uh, sales difference being higher. Um, it's definitely a good sign, but it's not exactly, um, it's not necessarily a good sign. Um, because depending on how much the game costs to make, they may have spent a whole lot more on it. It might, might've been a much bigger bet. Um, so it might have really needed to clear 30%. might have needed to clear 40 or 50% sales, um, mm -hmm. higher to, to match that. We don't know. But I just thought I would uh, to bring this up because it's just to kind of round out that, that other story um, about uh, being on sale so quickly. So, yeah, anyway, we'll continue to watch that and uh, see see what ends up happening. All right. Uh, well, I guess that's it for the news right now. And what have you been playing? I mean, other than, uh, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom, obviously. But um, uh, before that, I... Uh, Managed to dip into a couple of different games. Um, one of them was uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. This is the second game in the series. Uh, the first one being a Plague Tale Innocence. Um, so a Plague Tale Requiem. I'm playing on um, on Game Pass. Uh, I haven't played very much of it, um, but it, it. I played a little over an hour, I think. Um, I really wanted to play the first one, but it kind of got away from me. This one, I figured, well, I may as well jump in with the newest one and, you know, just kind of see what they have to offer. Uh, it, it's good. It, you know, the, the, the gameplay is solid. Um, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice small game. You know, I think it's like $40. It was $40 when it was new. I think it's on sale pretty much all the time now. Um, it's uh it's well acted the story is good as far as i can you know as far as i can see um it's a it's just a really good game i wish there were more like this um some of the things about it that i would say are kind of problems is i am running it on an older machine but uh there's a ton of screen tearing um the, and uh there's a lot of kind of little 
knickknacky issues like that. I brought the settings down to to as, as low as I could, more or less. Um, and uh, it's it's definitely playable. It's just kind of ugly to to. It's just kind of an ugly experience, you know, going through it. Um, and while I am playing it on an older machine, I do play. I have played quite a few games, newer games on this old machine, and they run better than this. So I'm kind of wondering if it's just sort of poorly optimized. Um, there's a lot of dark areas, and it seems to do really well in those dark areas. Uh, but uh, early on, there's some fully lit spots with quite a few people walking around, and that seems to be a place where it has it has a big problem. But um, overall, it's a game I'm, I'm not going to get a chance to really go through that much. But it is it is fun. Um, it is a game that I really wish I did have time for uh, because it is pretty cool. But yeah. Overall, just letting, just letting you know that uh, it, it your graphics card is the bare minimum uh, <laughs> for so this game. <laughs> yeah, you barely are running acceptable. I'm not sure what the what your uh, CPU is, but yeah, the, your GPU is literally right there as the the baseline just to enter. Well, so you must be this high, and you know you're, you're just like you should be playing it at uh, you know ten probably 720p, 1080. Uh, at low settings uh well i mean i am definitely playing at 1080 um and at low settings you know everything like turned down to basically as low as i can stand um and it's it's fine for the most part it's just the screen tearing uh in some of the more well-lit populated areas is just wild um but but besides that you know as far as gameplay goes though it is it is good there's some annoying parts but um there's some annoying parts with uh because it's a stealth game and you are incredibly weak. You are just so, so weak. So they do a good job of saying, okay, you are definitely going to have to do this game stealthily. Um, some of the, the resets when you die are pretty irritating, but it's not so bad once you kind of get the hang of, of it. You kind of learn, okay, I, I really need to make sure I do something like this or I need to make sure I'm really careful here. Uh, you kind of get the hang of it, but early on you're like, dang, I got to go all the way back to this point. Or like, how do you really get through this? But it's a good game. I think uh, I think it's worth a play. Yeah. Well, speaking about, uh, you know, uh, resets and, you know, irritating, uh, uh, the game I've been playing has been, I mentioned it last time around, and I got, we got to put in quite a bit more time into it, uh, is Redfall. Uh buddy of mine have taken quite a bit of time to try to play during the week and uh, this game i want to like it it's and playing with my buddy it's an okay time but as as mundane of an okay time as you could have you like the, the fun we have is because we're hanging out together uh that is yeah the gist of this um so we're playing, both playing on PC, uh, playing on standard uh, difficulty, and it is uh, it is a weird game to have come out like this because it's just you know there's uh, visual aesthetics aside. Because some people like the visual you know, aesthetics, like the kind of um, you know uh, comic book style caricature. Oh, you know you know certain. Uh, the vampires' arms are like a little lankier than normal, and the color palette's a little uh, cartoony. 
And I, you know what? That's fine. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. It kind of, it's kind of a Fortnite reminiscent. Uh, and the, but the, you know, when it comes to stuff like cutscenes and stuff like that, they're like, all right, I don't mind a comic book cutscene. You show me a still panel, you have people talking over it. That doesn't bother me. Uh, I just wish they had more than one panel instead of them just panning from left to right, you know, uh, with without anything else. And then turns out those cutscenes are done in engine like your character models are moved around and it's just a screenshot because when you come out of the uh some of those cutscenes you're so since i'm playing two player it'll show my character model and uh my buddy in the background and so my character is narrating for my view and then on on their side their character is narrating for for their gameplay and both of our characters are in the background. Turns out sometimes when we snap into real gameplay, we'll have a clone of ourselves, like a statue, just chilling in the same weird position. Uh, his character was hunched over uh, in a in a particular scene. And then when we all came back, I'm still seeing that character hunched over while he sees my character doing whatever po- like T-pose before. And then every now and then going to the map you know, or uh, inventory, character just T-poses. I'm like, wow. That's uh, that's incredibly uh, unpolished. <laughs> uh, it is just you know, the game has a solid like you think like a foundation like you can see where they were going with this, and it's just like that. This game had so much potential, uh, but considering the fact that there's so few enemies on the field, and then when they are there, sometimes they're like clustered together, which is a slight challenge. But your run-of-the-mill vampire, especially just playing with me, uh, just two players, we just get, need to get a beat on that guy. And the moment we let loose, we just melt through them in a heartbeat. It's like they're not—they're nowhere near a challenge. Uh, we've faced a couple underbosses or like you know, special variant vampires, and you know, other than taking more bullets, that's really about it. It was like zero challenge. Um, I'm. I want to like this game. Actually, there's something about it that is just like, I would really like to get into this game, but it's just like, there's nothing. There's just a void. Uh, it has a lot of, you know, like the leveling system is pretty neat. And like, you can see where you'd have a lot of fun with friends. Just unfortunately, the world is so bland, I guess. I mean, it's the concept of a new England setting sounds great. The, uh, some of the story beats are like kind of neat. But it's just everything falls short in so many ways, uh, and I really enjoyed playing it. As weird as it sounded, I enjoyed what little time. But like I said, if I had to play it by myself, that'd be a different story. Uh, but there was just you know, there's that checklist you know uh, mentality I have, where something like playing a Ubisoft game like Far Cry or something like, oh yeah, you can see the map. You can explore the map. You find safe houses. You can take those over. You can find smaller objectives. And like, if you want to do a bunch of that kind of stuff, and you don't want to have stress, you know, you just want to take a leisurely time. I feel that this game is zero stress. Yeah, <laughs> which is maybe, maybe that's why I'm liking it. Maybe it's just because I'm like you. All right, hey, you want to just hang out and chill and just like mindlessly kind of water and shoot things sure okay you know and that's, you know taking that's into taking into account that very my very limited time playing this game and then everything i've heard about it um it seems like a game that arcane did not want to make like it, they just seem totally uninterested in the making of the game the 
like you said, like like the cutscenes um, being done in engine and just being a pan across the screen, um, the the huge amount of bugs, the non-existent story, like the the there's nothing. Like they're just not bringing anything to the table. It's not trying to do anything new. I mean, like, like Back for Blood is this game, but way, way, way better. And it's not even that good. Back for Blood's fine. I don't hate it, but it's way better than this game, and it just is really not even that good. Um, I, I just like the 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 shooting. Just like it was, it was so cookie cutter. Um, and then the auto aim was so strong on it. It was like, just, it's so easy. Is the game is just, it's just too easy. And it just doesn't feel like it, it feels like it was made by like maybe an arcane's B team or something like that. Like they just were like, yeah, here you go. Here's Redfall. We're not going to spend all that much money on it. Here's a good way for you guys to get your feet wet and figure out maybe you'll do something cool and impress us. But you know, here you go. Um, yeah, it's it's just sort of whatever, man. It's sad. So, but. what were you? Are you using a controller when you played with it? Because you said the auto aiming on there. Yeah. Because I'm using the keyboard and mouse. Okay. I use so I use it, mouse and keyboard. It yeah, auto aims for you. I, <laughs> oh, I I didn't really see that as a you know I've actually done really well with just the assault rifle and I'm uh, like that in the sniper rifle rolling with most of the time. I have a I have a they gave they dropped me a golden shotgun in the beginning, so I'm like, okay, this is great. The only problem, the funny part is, I just recently re discovered um, the the range on that shotgun is devastating. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I meant to switch, I meant to switch weapons, and I switched the, I, I accidentally skipped my like my next weapon in slot, so I went to I went two weapons down, and all of a sudden I just fired, and I'm like. I took out two enemies at once from a pretty good distance. Like, oh man, this shotgun has range. Well, okay, Joe. The the reason why you didn't notice that the auto aim was so strong in this game is because you have good aim, and I have bad aim. And I'm like, I'm just going through like, oh, I, oh, click, bang, oh, I, I hit him. I actually got him in the head. <laughs> I did not get him in the head. And then I started watching for it. And I was like, oh yeah, if you just kind of get close, it'll do it for you. All right. That's uh, yeah, that's that's my experience with it. I also listened to a YouTuber, uh, and they were saying that they didn't like that. They were saying that somebody else was saying that the that there's like one of the worst shooters ever. And he was like, I think he just wasn't really paying attention to the auto aim. He was trying trying too hard, and and it was uh he was screwing it up because he was fighting against it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. If you were trying to fight against it too hard, you would probably You'd you'd probably um, uh, not have a have a fun time, but yeah. Anyway, it's too bad. Um, maybe they'll figure out a way to improve it. I kind of doubt it, but that's Redfall for you. Yeah, I mean it is uh, most definitely disappointing, but uh, it's like maybe like a lot of these other games. I'm hoping they'll uh, they'll continue to work on it and maybe make it a game that you know by the end of the day. You know, people will look at it and be like, "All right, the the final outcome was was at least you know it should like how it should have been when on launch, but at least it was it leave an okay memory." Uh, but yeah, that's this game. It's fun to play with friends, not a challenge. So if you want something easy, laid back, have you know a chill time, then by all means, this is the game. Uh, 
but yeah, it's you know I'm probably gonna you know, end up dropping it pretty soon, uh, which is unfortunate because I really wanted it's to like it. It's to be... like, like I said, it does enough neat little things, and like you can see the, in a world, a parallel universe where this game actually came out, you know, polished. Yeah, uh, I think that'd have been a great thing to see. Where, um, and yeah, you're right about that B team. I mean, it makes me. It feels like uh, how Platinum Games. You know, comes out with you know stellar, phenomenal action games, and then you could, they come out with like Legend of Korra. You know, this yeah. this you know big pile of crap. So yeah, like I wonder. Um, gosh, I was gonna say something. Uh, um, you made me forget. Um, yeah, th- like this game kind of. You know, it was never going to be an S tier release, I don't think, but it seemed to me like people were thinking it was going to be like an A tier release, um, for the year. But I didn't really see that ever. I never thought it was going to be all that great. But I think a lot of people did. And it's just sad that it uh, ended up being what it was. Yeah, I mean, Prey was such an awesome uh, game. And it was uh, it was a little too slow for my taste. But at the same time, I had a really fun time. But then again, I'm, I play those games very methodically. So I clear, clear every room. I check every little nook and cranny. Uh, and... I had I had a great time with Pier, uh, Prey, but I never finished it. Like, yeah. Uh, when it came to this, eventually, you know, we were looking everywhere, trying to loot everything, and then it got to the point where like, no, nah, man, just just beeline it to the next thing. We're not gonna, we'll run into a few enemies. Who cares? And yeah, we just started knocking out story missions, and you know, like right away. Uh, once again, not the most difficult, uh, and. Unfortunately, not as rewarding as you know it should be. Um, so they, I feel like they, whatever game they come out with next in this vein, I think they'll walk. They've walked away with this with a lot of things to learn from, and it'll probably be a much better experience. But just coming from a studio that does really stellar stuff, you know, pieces of work, to this is you know a huge blow to their um, their portfolio. That's for sure. I mean, whenever people think about them now, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, they did Thief and Prey, and oh, yeah, they did Redfall, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see what happens uh, next with Arcane. Yeah, but outside of that, that's really what we've been up to. So, uh, yeah, if you made, you know, it's a little shorter episode today, you know, about, you know, just under an hour, and that's all right. So thanks, guys, for sticking with us. Uh, is there anything you want to... Words of wisdom you want to leave our audience with? Uh, no, I have no wisdom. All right, there you go. Nick has no wisdom. Uh, you heard it her first. Very true. Very true. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, guys. This has been uh, another Dead Pixel episode forty-four. Uh, until next time, take it easy. Bye.